1: Follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondellettersandsounds.org.uk.
0: Introducing Bulb. With evidence based learning at the forefront of education, let Bulb digital portfolios help reshape your educational practice. Bulb helps teachers teach and learners learn. Bulb is an easy to use, fully accessible digital platform that captures students' digital learning assets in one place, allowing them to evidence their learning and reflect on their growth. Our dedicated team of education specialists are on hand to ensure the Bulb fits seamlessly into all of your teaching practices. Come take a look and get a free account at BulbApp.com.
1: Introducing Autism Aspirational Futures, a virtual SEN conference for parents and carers. Do you work with parents or carers of students with autism? If so, this free virtual conference from Witherslack Group can support them and you, providing inspiring talks from leading experts, offering practical advice on supporting children and young people with autism and associated needs. This very special event will take place during Autism Acceptance Week and is sure to be an enjoyable occasion for everyone wanting to develop their knowledge, understanding and celebrate their children's amazing superpowers. Don't miss out! Register for free at WitherslackGroup.co.uk today. Witherslack Group, the leading provider of schools and children's homes for children with special educational needs.
0: This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live.
2: So welcome to the morning break, everybody. As I said, I'll be talking to the Customer Success Manager of Bulb, Kiara Duggan, about this platform for digital resumes and portfolios and how this educational technology can be integrated in schools. If you're listening in live, come and join us in the chat to ask my guest questions or share your own experiences. And to do so, please download the Podbean app onto your mobile. Visit ttradio.org and click on Listen Live on the home page this should take you directly into the show and there you can post comments and ask questions during our conversation now i'll be right back after the teacher talk radio news uh, with my guest Kiara duggan
0: this is teachers talk radio and this is teachers talk radio news with gail glenn
3: according to a report in the Guardian, classes are becoming cramped, not only because of larger class sizes, but because pupils are getting bigger. Elaine Paling, a national executive member of the NES UWT for Buckinghamshire, Milton Keynes and Oxfordshire, said, it's not just the number of pupils in the room, it's also about the increase in size of the pupils themselves. When I look around now, It's not the fact that these rooms have shrunk, it's that the students have grown. In the 1970s, the average teenage boy was shorter, slighter and had smaller feet than today. Now they are crammed into chairs and desks, which are absolutely not suitable for them. And where do they put their feet? In the aisle. A survey released by the Office for National Statistics and the Centre for Statistical Education at Nottingham Trent University, found that an average 15-year-old boy at the start of the century, at 5 foot 8 inches was around 9 inches taller than someone of his age would have been in 1837. In England, the Education Secretary, Nadeem Sahawi, is to announce a new Natural History GCSE. The Department for Education said that the qualification will enable pupils to learn about environmental and sustainability issues. At present, pupils already learn about environmental issues through geography and science, but the government has said that the new course will go further. Mr Sahawi said, Sustainability and climate change are the biggest challenges facing mankind. None of us can be in any doubt just how critical they have become. The new Natural History GCSE will offer young people a chance to develop a deeper knowledge and understanding of this amazing planet, its environment and how to conserve it. The qualification will be available from September 2025. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio news with Gail Glenn.
0: This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers
4: Talk Radio. Hello, this week I'm going to talk about improving your skills. I listened to the morning show with Dorian Brown last Friday, and he was discussing teachers' tech skills. I'm not here to start a discussion, that's his job. However, this week I investigate, can you get better at tech for free? Is there any CPD out there that doesn't cost a fortune? The answer is yes. There's a lot of online self-paced courses out there and even some supported by bursary funding for cover to get you out of the classroom and trained in school time. So, what did I find? Let's start with free training. Let's face it, the big three companies in edtech are Apple, Google and Microsoft. So, what do they offer? Apple Teacher is a free professional learning program designed to support and celebrate educators using Apple products for teaching and learning. As an educator, you can build skills on iPad and Mac that directly apply to activities with your students. Earn recognition for new things you learn and be rewarded for the great work you do every day. Sign into the program and work your way through the badges to get your Apple Teacher Certificate. Google for Education offer a free training for educators. Courses range from beginner to advanced and there's also lots of courses on getting the most out of devices such as Chromebooks. They also have a certified program consisting of Educator Level 1 and Level 2. All resources are free, but if you want certification, it's done through a paid exam. You can also go on to be a certified trainer, innovator and coach. Microsoft Educator Center offers hundreds of free online self-paced courses for educators. All have a certificate attached and a badge that can be shared. There is also a dedicated educator pathway to become an innovative educator, trainer, and expert. All of these are free. If you want to fine-tune a particular skill, there's loads of free training providers out there too. For example, Coursera is an online self-paced course platform that offers free training. If you want a certificate, you'll need to pay, but lots of courses are free, and if you don't need proof of completion, go for it. Finally, there's lots of different hubs out there to provide bursary-funded CPD for schools, computing, maths, English and MFL, to name a few. A great way to find out what's on offer is to contact your local teaching school hub as they will know what is available in your area. As always, don't forget to check out the TT Radio 2022 Twitter feed. Tell us what you want to know about tech. I'm Steve Woods, and
0: that was 2 Minute Tech. 2 Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio.
2: How are you this morning?
5: Oh, I'm very well, thank you. How about yourself?
2: Yes, very well, very well, thank you. It's a little bit odd being away from my normal setup, and I think that's why there's a technical problem, because I'm normally in Mexico City, so that's a bit difficult.
5: So where uh, are you joining from today?
2: I'm joining from North Shields in the northeast of England. It's a beautiful sunny day here today.
5: Oh, fantastic.
2: What about you? Where are you based, Gareth?
5: I'm based just outside of Stoke.
2: Oh, okay, great.
5: Yeah, northwest. And we also have Sun, which is beautiful and novel.
2: Yeah, I'm really happy that it's not raining. I've been here for a week and uh, it's been wonderful. So, Kiara, I think... Hello. Um, hello, can you
5: still hear me? I'm so sorry, I lost you there for a second.
2: That's okay. That's okay. Can you hear me now, Kiara?
5: Can I can, gosh, technology eh?
2: <laughs> yes, it's true. But uh never mind. I think we'll uh it, it sounds fine now. So I think um before I I'll I'll line up the news, but I think um before I do so, could you let everyone know, Chiara, exactly what you do? Your customer success manager at Bulb, which oh, is an ed tech company that provide solutions based around digital resumes and portfolios. Could, could you tell us a little bit more about Bulb and your role in the company?
5: Yeah, of course, I'd love to. So Bulb is a digital portfolio that started was started by a group of parents who wanted their students to leave school with actual evidence of the work that they've done, They wanted to show that their students were more than just a test score. Since then, it has continued to be just the simplest digital formative assessment tool on the market. It's grown as a product, so it started in America, but it is now a global hub. And we're in so many countries around the world. People like Bulb because it's multimedia, it's easy to use. It also, we have a resume feature that I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later on. But it's a place where people can record not just their learning outcome, but their learning journey also. It helps them transition from class to class or education to employment or even from a job to another job. As for me, I have very recently left the classroom after over 10 years teaching um, Key Stage 3, 4 and 5. And I have become a customer success manager so I'm going to be really honest with you. During COVID, my head was completely turned by ed tech. Mm. I considered myself a pretty digitally savvy teacher. You know, I had an interactive whiteboard, but I just realised how vast, though, I'm kind of the ed tech world was, and I wanted to be a part of it. So. Within my role, I work with customers all around the world, from the UK to India, Australia, South Africa, and loads of countries in between. Um, I have a group of colleagues in the US who work with our customers in Americas. But I help introduce users to the platform. I help Bulb fit seamlessly into their existing practices to not only complement them, but to enhance them as well. I support their students and their colleagues become familiar with Bulb And I also constantly work alongside them to make sure that they are always making the most out of the platform. I like to describe myself as a bit of a, like an essential part of their digital toolkit. Um, It's so interesting and diverse. I mean, every day I'm talking to educators from kindergarten to university and beyond. And the range of ways that people are using Bulb is as varied and as vast as they are. So it's a really exciting step outside of the classroom to what I like to describe as now my edtech classroom.
2: That's fantastic. Yeah, that's a very good introduction. And uh, in preparation for this show, uh, I created an account on bulbapp.com and found uh, it was really easy to get started. Uh, I created a page that pulls together each of my individual episodes of my uh, teacher talk radio show with a brief description uh, of each of each show to, to showcase them on, on one page. And I was able to do this. I think I was really uh, impressed that in less than no time, I had it all set up. And now I've got one single digital portfolio for all of my individual radio shows as a record, uh, in which I can send any, to anyone interested in knowing what I've done or just for me to have all the shows listed on one single page for reference. That was fantastic. And uh, oh, I was even thinking that uh, maybe in, I could even create extensions of each of the shows if I wanted to with the embedded link to Podbean and the supporting show notes and other links, etc. And that's just me starting to use the app. So I can already see a value uh, in doing so, um, which, is, which is fantastic. To delve a little deeper, Chiara, what other features do you think a teacher could make use of to either produce or present to learners or for his or her own professional benefit?
5: Oh that is such a big question. Um, <laughs> Bulb can be whatever a teacher wants it to be and I fear now that I'm going to miss so many of the things that we have on our platform and our exciting features but let me give it a go. So I want to start on a professional level. On a professional level, a teacher, just like you have, Graham, can house all of their work. They can house their CPD, curriculums, and just the evidence of their personal growth. A portfolio doesn't just need to look at your professional work, though. It can also be a place to store your personal assets as well. Now, every educator gets a free Bulb account. This means that Bulb is always free to them. That allows for unlimited access to all of our features as well as unlimited storage and the ability to share as many pages as they would like to. So that means a teacher can just have a one-stop shop and house everything within a Bulb digital platform. We integrate with lots of um, really popular programs such as Google Drive and Microsoft OneDrive and files can be uploaded up to 10 gigabytes in size and more than one file can go on a page. So you really can have everything housed together. You can record onto a page, you can upload lessons, you can share resources as well and organize curriculums in a way that students can then access the work outside of the classroom. We're actually thinking about it, we're really seeing an increase in schools using Bulb to support their teacher appraisal process. And the feedback so far has been super, super positive. Because you can record an audio or upload a video directly onto a bold page, teachers are really enjoying the freedom of collecting and presenting all of their evidence in whichever multimedia they see fit. And then they can share this with the relevant members of their school community. You can continuously add to pages and share pages as you see fit. Um, so the evidence that they then upload can go forward with them to support their resumes, which is also a feature we have in Bulb. We like to encourage people not to just say what they can do, but to show it as well. I mean, so many people will say in interest, you know, I love music or I do sports. You can actually evidence this within a Bulb portfolio. A couple of other features that are very popular among educators are our groups feature and templates. So groups are user-defined groups of people or collections of people within BULB whom you can share work exclusively with. They can also share their work back. So we tend to find that teachers will use this to set up groups for their classes or to help their classes um, prepare group work or teamwork or across departments so they can share resources as well as being able to comment on each other's work and to help of give formative feedback and assessment on it. Whereas templates are essentially digital worksheets. So if someone had a template, then that means that the content within that page or collection. Now, when I say page, that's just our word for a file and a collection is really our word for a folder. Um, so any of the content within that page or collection can be copied from one portfolio directly into another where it then can be edited by the kind of copiers portfolio it can be edited saved and shared so this is really great if a teacher wants to help scaffold an answer or set a task or just help and um, guide a student in the right way for the sort of content that they could be including within their work it's almost like waggle like what a good one looks like
2: yes of course yeah that's great i mean i love the template feature i love this idea that you can record audio and uh straight away into the page um etc and um just uh, talking a little bit more about using bold with learners i think one of the things i think is very interesting about um about the tool about the platform is this idea of being able to readily let teachers um use bold for formative assessment versus summative assessment so this idea of of a digital portfolio being um uh, being used in this way especially in helping teachers promote uh, this idea of formative assessment now I'm sure everyone listening knows but just in case should we start by clarifying the difference between those two types of assessment and then maybe mention a few of the benefits that can be had if uh, more of a focus is given to formative assessment using, using bold for example
5: Yeah, of course. Now, this is a really, really interesting question because I don't know if you attended BET a couple of weeks ago in London. I didn't,
2: unfortunately. I know Tom did, but I didn't get there.
5: Yeah, it was such a hot topic. And actually, a colleague of mine, John, myself and Tom hosted a webinar last week where we discussed a little bit about formative assessment and what we would learned from BET. But one of the things they were talking about was about how Formative assessment needs to have a little bit more emphasis on it than it does currently. Yeah. So my understanding, put really simply, is a summative assessment measures how much you've learned at the end of a course, whilst formative assessment measures what you are learning throughout the course. Yeah. Uh, like I mentioned, one of the speakers at BET shared their thoughts about the unequal emphasis that is placed onto summative assessment versus formative. I think particularly because, well, whole cohorts during COVID dare I mention the word but whole whole cohort actually missed the opportunity to perform in summative assessments and instead they were awarded very valid grades based on the formative assessment observed during class by their teachers and also whilst a grade or mark during summative assessment might open a door for you it's actually the skills you develop during formative assessment that will support your success especially in employment but also in continued education So there was this recurring theme that formative assessment needs to be given more kind of equal importance when we consider the assessment and progress of a learner.
2: Yes, definitely. And I think as well as, as being what you said it to be, I think also there's an element of if formative assessment can be really used by a teacher and by the learners to help themselves learn as well, rather than you know with summative assessment i think it's just just about collecting marks to show what uh, what a learner's done um and uh, i think that's the benefit of it is that it can be really it's assessment being used in a way that can um that can help learners actually get better which i think is great digital portfolios and platforms like like bulb i think bulb can really help uh with that um, to encourage formative assessment, mm-hmm. and I, I think um, also, Kara, I think this idea of of students being able to publish their work um, oh. is really important. It's like give it, give what they're doing an audience beyond the beyond the teacher, really. Either it be with their peers or parents or other uh, other learners in other mm-hmm. classes, etc. and I think Bulb really lets you do that, doesn't it? Because you can very much decide on who has access to the content you produce per per page, etc. Is that right? Am I I right in thinking that?
5: It absolutely is, yes. The share settings on Bulb can be as private as you want them to be or as public as you want them to be. And also schools can limit where their students can share to. So, for example, a, a single user on Bulb would be able to share to social media, but that isn't always appropriate in a school setting. So the yeah. school can remove that option from their student and they can do it from grade to grade as well. So maybe you'd want your sixth form students to be able to send a private share link. Now, this is a great tool on Bulb because this means that a non-Bulb user can access into a page and interact with it as if they were a Bulb user. And that's really handy if someone is um, evidencing some of their work externally of the Bull platform. Or you can have um, students only be able to share within an organisation or a group themselves. But the way that digital portfolios on a whole support formative assessment is really by showing that learning journey and allowing students to build on it. There are so many examples that I could share, but one that has sprung to mind is um, some of our kindergarten students. So some of our youngest users, we have users from the age of three on our platform, start to record their learning journey from the very, very first days. The one collection that springs to mind is a young boy who's now eight years old and he began to record his reading learning journey. So you have um, videos say every two months of him reading a book and you can see from him grasping those first few words to him now becoming a fluent reader who is able to upload his own videos onto his page and even reflect on them as well. You can see that process grow but it's not just our kindergarten students who evidence their progress. Think about university. When you start to write academically for university you think you will never conquer it after three years of writing academic papers, making notes in your lectures, you have mastered such an incredible skill. So by uploading and saving those into your portfolio, you not only remind yourself of the work that you've done, but also of what you're capable of. It is a gift that you're giving to yourself by evidencing your learning in the one place. And we are just so much more than a grade. So your success shouldn't just be what you have achieved in a moment in time, but all of the work that you've done in order to reach that grade itself. One of the things that I really like about Bulb and our customers talk about a lot is that you can record your learning journey in a way that suits you. So we have got medical students, for example, who will audio record reflections onto their portfolios and they can grab just a couple of minutes between patients. It means that it is quick, it is done, and they have um, completed something required for their course. Or we've got art students, GCSE, A-level art students, who show the progress of their projects through the use of embedded videos. We know, as educators, that learning is not just demonstrated through the written word, and so Bulb allows you to record your learning in any way that works for you. From both a learner's and a teacher's perspective, the ability to observe that journey, I think is really insightful. It allows educators the opportunity to provide feedback that encourages and assists the learner. And the feedback can actually also be given through Bulb. We've got a commenting feature, which means that someone who is on the page can have access to highlight either within the text itself or at the bottom of the page to just make some like give some feedback, make some comments, and also continue that learning conversation. You mentioned, Graham, though, about parents. And parental accounts is something that I think Bull does so well. We're always talking about how can we improve the homeschool relationship, parental engagement is a hot topic, particularly in Twitter spaces. And I think when we're talking about formative assessment, it's so important to start to consider the role parents take in it as well. So for free, parents and carers can link to the portfolios of their children, which means that they can view work that has been shared by their child. It helps the parents to really understand and support the learning in class, as well as supporting a positive homeschool relationship. And it helps draw out from the child what they've actually learned that day. Now, my daughter has been in school for almost two years, but she maintains she has done nothing. She has learnt nothing at school. And after two years, I'm beginning to get a bit suspicious of this. If I was able to actually see the work that she has published, that she has put into her portfolio, then I'd be able to continue that conversation that started within her classroom and bring it to our dinner table, for example. I do think that to empower our students not just to be lifelong learners, but to have a record of their lifelong learning is such an incredible gift. And digital portfolios do kind of the best bits of what the National Record of Achievement used to do. I don't know, do you remember those burgundy Mm -hmm. folders that look like wine menus? Well, kind of Bulb does everything that that did. It allows you to showcase your achievements but it also allows you to demonstrate the journey that led you there. And it has a resume, which means that you can use those successes as evidence. You can put videos in, it's on the internet, it's with you for life, and it's free. Our bulb accounts start from free. Anyone can go onto our website now and sign up for a free account, which gives them two gigabytes of, of data of storage that they can then hold within a bulb page that allows them to upload so many different digital assets. So we recognize that learning happens everywhere and at any time, but we at Bulb want to provide people with a single place to store that learning. That's how I think digital portfolios and particularly Bulb can encourage formative assessment.
0: articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.wetherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more.
1: Are you looking to take your phonics practice forward? Then Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised is the programme for you. Created by two schools with an excellent track record in phonics, Little Wondle Letters and Sounds Revised will help all children become readers and ensure no child is left behind. The programme offers complete support for your phonics teaching, alongside classroom resources and fully decodable readers from Collins Big Cat. To find out more, follow at Letters Sounds on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, or join a free briefing by visiting littlewondelettersandsounds.org.uk.
0: Introducing Bulb. Bull.
1: With a Slack group, the leading provider of schools and children's homes for children with special educational needs.
2: Yes, that was uh, very, very well uh, described, I think, Chiara. I think one of the great things about Bold that you mentioned uh, is the ease of getting started and and also the idea of, you know, apart from Bold being a simple platform to use by people of any age. I mean, you mentioned very, very young children using it and customize um it requires no coding for example and it gives it's that ease complete control over who can access the content that they that the learners produce i think And, and another thing i was really interested in 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 seeing and one thing that my brother um is has become very interested in um, because, uh, as, as Karen knows, I introduced my brother to it uh, um, because I thought it was something he would be able to use at work, which he, he definitely is excited about. Um, but he's also interested in using it with my nephew and niece um, so they can have a portfolio, which I think is, is, is great. But I think he was particularly interested in the idea that the platform can be easily integrated into existing ed tech ecosystems that are already being used in schools, which I think is is a real advantage. And I saw a page on the website, Chiara, called Bulb Integrations and App Smashing, which I Mm -hmm. haven't yet had the time to explore. Um, I'd love to hear more about that if if you'd like to talk about it.
5: Oh, absolutely. Bulb fits into and complements existing edtech ecosystems already being used in schools so well. In a Bull page, you can embed over one thousand nine hundred popular apps that are already being used in education. These include Quizlet, Prezi, Padlet, Badger, Canva, Thinglink. Oh, I'm really stretching myself now. Kahoot! There are hundreds more, anyway. And on that page, you can um, in sorry, you can interact with those apps directly there so you don't ever exit the Bull page. It's just that one-stop shop. The platform also integrates with any LTI compliant platform through an LTI standard. That means that it can work within lots of different LMSs from Moodle to Canvas or even ones that have been designed in-house that have got an LTI standard within them also. Something that's really popular though is that both the Google suite and the Microsoft suite work beautifully within Bulb. For example, any embedded Google document stays as a live embedment, meaning that if or when the document is updated, you don't actually need to return to the Bulb page and reinsert it. Bulb automatically updates that document too. So you really can, and I said this a couple of times, you really can use Bulb as a one-stop shop it can house your curriculum, your resources, absolutely everything, and that is available to anyone from a free account to some of our paid account options.
2: Yes, no, that's great. Um, so, one of the things, another thing I'm I'm interested in, which I think bulb would allow you to do as a teacher and as a learner is, is to help learners train, um, so do learner training to be able to really help learners to take more responsibility for their own learning which I think is an important aspect of, um, of education, so making the learners more um, autonomous if you like and I think this idea of them being able to capture what they're able to do, you know, and select what they want to uh, share and to who to the audience is part of that um i think it, it, it really allows learners to be able to um start looking back on what they do rather than just do something and then put it behind them to be able to ass- assess the value of their own work and and also choose pieces to showcase so they can showcase the best of their their work with with bulb for example Is that something you think um, is of great value in the the platform?
5: Absolutely. And we've mentioned already, it's such an intuitive platform to learn that we're finding users younger and younger are taking to it like a duck to water. We also have got a really wide range of help resources so there is myself and my colleagues who are with you every step of the way whether you have a free account or you're part of an organization within bulbs So, an educational setting you also have got um, a youtube page with a load of videos a help desk a resource center and the resources are differentiated depending on the age of the user as well so there are so many places to turn so if a user's thinking right. The way that I want to express myself is through this form of multimedia. We're always there to help them achieve that. We really, really believe in students being able to put their best foot forward. And we recognize that that is different for each different student, which is why we want to help people as much as we can, be it the educator integrating bulb into their classroom or the individual user trying to use bulb to get the grade or the job or to just show themselves in exactly the way that they want to. It is such an intuitive platform. There we go again. Mm -hmm. But it's also something that's becoming increasingly popular. And the need for digital portfolios is also rising around the world. And that is in um, formal education settings, as well as people looking for jobs. I think it was Muse, who are a um, careers recruitment agency in America, who said that now it is unusual for people not to have a digital portfolio, particularly when so many of us have got a digital presence. And I think, maybe I'm only speaking for myself, but we have all learned to digital literacy or unlocked a digital literacy in ourselves over the last couple of years that we didn't realise we had. So keep that momentum going by helping record your own learning journey and also the learning journey of those around you within Bulb as a platform. And I'm absolutely delighted, Graham, to hear that your brother wants to use it with his children. That's what Bulb was made for. That is where it began. Parents wanting to empower and gift their children a record of their learning journey.
2: That's great, Kiana. And um, of course, advantages of um, using Bulb um, for example, rather than kind of paper portfolios, for example, or, or even other online or electronic portfolios, is this portability, um, that it can be easily accessed and shared, the permissions to be able to share with the audiences that you choose that we mentioned before, the potential for multimedia. So, you know, adding audio very easily, etc., images, and I think um this is something that is uh, is really helps with a class of students uh, to be able to have a very easy record of of their progress and then you mentioned of course the resume effect factor and I think this idea of of being you know if you're either a, st- a young student uh getting used to having a resume is really an interesting idea in particular the closer you get to university for example um, the more useful it becomes and this idea of also of of updating your resume and one of the things I like about Bulb I think is the idea that you can actually very easily do that um, is that something you would recommend uh, users of Bulb do just to, to keep doing a little and often really to keep everything updated
5: absolutely i think regardless of the position you're in you always should keep your resume updated i mean we have got middle schools and elementary schools who are actually using the resume feature to encourage their students to apply for class positions such as class reps um, or a student council for example so they're using the tool that's on bulb to help teach students how to present themselves within a resume, but also identify the skills that they are already developing and using within class every single day, such as the ability to work well in a team or um, to to receive some feedback and to improve on it. I mean, ultimately, a digital resume allows you to really kind of stand out. It gives you an edge. You have got an interactive resume where you can put the highlights of your experience for example and if someone's interested they can then click onto a linked page or collection within your portfolio and just explore that a little bit more i like to think of it as if if linkedin and facebook had a baby that is the bulb resume so you have the formality of linkedin you can put all of your contact details you can link to relevant social media platforms for example but you then have got that personal side of Facebook where you can upload your pictures, your videos, you can share who you are to just give this better picture and complete picture of you as a person and the journey that you've been on to get to where you are today, but also the journey you hope to go on to in the future. A lot of our schools like to use BULB for their careers education to help support that and have students reflect on work experiences and career kind of development, where would they like to go? How would they get there? And that's great to see, and particularly for some of our users who've been in the platform for a few years, where they began and actually where their learning journey then took them. So the resume feature is really, really popular. And you can then link the resume onto any of your application forms, um, which is so handy. And if you're really tech savvy, put it as a QR code. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes definitely I think um, I think it's really interesting that it seems like it's a tool that is very much aimed at a kind of more modern job market um, the requirements of uh, of that and um, the flexibility helps with that I think uh, you're not sort of uh, restricted to a kind of fixed format uh, which I think is really interesting it's like a living record of of um, of your experience and your your work etc and uh which i think is great now you've touched upon this Chiara, but i'd like to maybe explore a little bit more about the idea of students needing res- resumes you know what you've mentioned some of the benefits of of students being able to uh collect their work and be able to present themselves i mean one thing is this idea of digital literacy of of being able to make the link between schoolwork and the future career, for example, and being ready to to enter the job market, for example, which is, is always a good thing. Um, but I think going beyond that, um, what are the kind of, do you have any tips or ideas of what students should actually put on their digital res- resumes for, for anyone who's listening?
5: Yeah, definitely. Um, we tend to find that students like to focus on a subject or a project or a piece of work that they've really enjoyed, say, each month or each half term and upload that onto their board page. Some of our teachers will then create reflection templates. So they will have some standard questions and students will then reflect on what did they learn? Where did they think that they really shone? What um, feedback would they give to themselves to improve on next time? Was there anything that they found challenging that they didn't expect or anything they did expect to find challenging, but they didn't. I mean, by doing that sort of reflective learning, students are starting to develop um, the kind of correct careers mind that, particularly, the Gatsby benchmark wants students to be able to leave formal education with. They are learning from their experiences, they're applying that learning to future experiences and setting themselves some challenges but they're also considering their encounters with others and how that will help progress them to where they want to be. So if it's not a piece of work, then sometimes students will talk about something extracurricular that they enjoy. Maybe there's a sport they partake in or a musical instrument that they play. All of these, our students sometimes take for granted, but we know as adults, the skill that goes into it. If we just take football, for example, the politics that needs to um, be able to work as a team. You can't be selfish. You have to be confident, but you also have to be mindful. I mean, football on its own, you develop so many skills that are applicable to the job market. But unless someone's there saying to you, you need this skill when you get a bit older, you're never going to identify it. You're just going to play as if you're messy. So helping students understand that every single day they are, Building on and demonstrating skills that when they leave education and enter into employment, they're going to be continuing to use is such a powerful gift. Now, it obviously needs to be differentiated. Your five-year-old, for example, isn't going to think about why they need the skills in the future, but you would encourage in them instead how they need the skills to interact appropriately with their classmates. How can they be a good member of a class? What does it mean when they work independently or work in a team? And where can you, as the educator, support them in building those skills? Now, a five-year-old might not use the resume, but that doesn't mean they're not a reflective learner. And by the time you get to elementary school, middle school, then students are able to start to identify, well, actually, what is it that I have done that I am proud of? What is it that I enjoy? by then students know if they enjoy leading or if they'd rather sit quietly but be kind of a silent participant within a group activity and you can just help students then identify it and apply it appropriately to different tasks that come up in the day-to-day of a school, even down to auditioning for a school play. A portfolio and a resume can help students of practice those skills of resume and career writing but within a school kind of centered um, experience. I hope that made sense.
2: (laughs) Yes it made complete sense thank you Kiara. Um, So this idea of of using Bulb in lots of different ways is 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 um, is quite interesting I think one of the things I've noticed that I haven't tried yet but um, so you can share a simple sketch or drawing via the uh, platform can't you so as well as we as well as integrate video and record audio direct from the platform you can do that which leads me to think that you know as well as being a resume digital portfolio you could actually start using um um the platform in in different ways to brainstorm together etc do you do you know of any examples of of students or teachers doing that
5: Yeah, an example that springs to mind is actually of a medical school in America who used the platform during COVID to um, enable their students to host research projects. So every year, students from undergraduate students to professors would all get randomly given a research topic. They'd be given a day to go away and research it and then present an academic poster and receive feedback. Mm. So, During COVID, this had to become remote, obviously, and what they did is they used the group feature within Bulb. So they published their presentations, um, they embedded PDFs of their posters themselves, audio recorded their presentation, and then the comments, the feedback from peer to peer, from professor to student, student to professor at the bottom is incredible. In fact, I found that far more interesting than the actual presentations themselves because the learning had continued. You could also see where people had drawn upon ideas from one presentation and married it to an idea from another. So there was this really vibrant conversation of continued learning going on all via the group feature. And that's one of the reasons why the group feature is incredibly popular. You can see each other's work and you can comment on it. You can even share it if you make yours into a template and someone can then share it and continue to build on it. And we do find that teachers like to encourage students to work within that user-defined space of kind of private sharing within Bulb itself.
2: Yeah, I can imagine, Cara, that. that would also... Allow the teacher to kind of have a window into the way that the students are working and, you know, how things are developing as well. If they're able to share that with the, the teachers as well, as you said, the sort of limited sharing um, access, I think that would be quite interesting to explore, wouldn't it?
5: Definitely. Absolutely. And we do find that schools feel very secure in um, the limitations you can put on the sharing feature. We have got something called super admin access, which means that within a school organisation, one or two members of staff will have access to kind of some key data points about usage of Bulb, but also the ability to troubleshoot and to set the settings for the organisation. So as appropriate, they can come in and they can adapt the sharing settings depending on age, like we mentioned earlier, or they can... um, Invite people to come and join into the organization through a specific organization URL. It also means that it makes it a bit easier to onboard and indeed offboard students. Now, a student offboarded from Bulb maintains their portfolio. It doesn't get deleted unless requested by the student itself. So, when someone has left an organization, they continue to keep a hold of all of the learning that they have already stored within Bulb. We encourage our users when they're being offboarded to also add a personal email address alongside their organizational one. That means that Bulb stays with them for life. They continue, can continue to add to it. They can reflect on where they've been and they can start to identify some recurring skills that keep on popping up. Maybe things that they hadn't realized that they were showing a really big skill in. By reflecting back on the work that they've done, They can identify that that's an area that they should be talking about and should be really, really proud of as well. So there is so much potential within BULB that it could start in your classroom and stay with someone for life. I mean, that is really kind of any teacher's dream, isn't it? To think that not only have you given someone the gift of lifelong learning, but also the ability to reflect on it as well. I think that's just magic.
2: Yeah I think you're you're right I like the idea of of students being able to take their portfolios with them where, wherever they go I think one of the things I've seen which uh, hasn't worked in the past and has been a real shame is organisations that um use you know whether they use learning management systems or or other types of platforms that are tied to the actual school when the when the students actually change schools then Um, their work is sort of trapped behind the institutional walls, etc. And using something like Bulb, I think, really makes it a lot more flexible and a lot more open and a lot more owned by the actual learners as well, doesn't it?
5: Definitely. I mean, Bulb is very powerful when used in transition. We have a school who is using it with their incoming Year 7 students. So during, after the SATs in the UK, they're encouraging students to upload a piece of work from each of the um, subjects that they'll be studying in high school, upload the work, and then they can share it with their future subject teachers. Now, I taught secondary school for many, many years. And I always considered the year sevens as the babies of the school compared to the year 11s, they really are. But when you actually see what they are capable of, I think it would help bridge that gap between the year six curriculum and the year seven curriculum that doesn't always stretch the students in the way that they deserve to be stretched and are able to be stretched. So it allows you to showcase yourself. Or in our international schools, students are able to carry their portfolio over from one school to another to again demonstrate what have they learned, what are they able to do, and their teachers then get a far better understanding of them in a much shorter period of time. We know that there is kind of time is at the essence, particularly within education. So just five minutes in someone's portfolio can help show you who that person is, what do they know, what are their skills, and also help you to identify how they can fit just straight into your own curriculum. I think particularly with the transient nature that we can find within international schools, That is very, very powerful to be able to equip a student to start with their best foot forward within a new setting, particularly when you consider that there are other things that a student might be worried about, such as will they make friends, will they fit into this school community? So to be able to have them not worry about someone not knowing what they know is a really nice way to support their well-being as they settle in.
2: Yes, that's that's really interesting. Chiara we we're, we're moving to to the end of the hour and um what I'd like to do is uh is um see if there are any of the listeners there're quite a few listeners um live live listeners at the moment and um see if they have any questions that they would like addressed which I think would be really interesting. Now Danielle from Academy Danielle um, has asked a question, which I think we we talked about earlier on in uh, in the show. But uh, she's asking, uh, Danielle's asking, could you share some examples of how schools use bulb for formative assessment? Don't know if you have any at hand, Chiara, that you could uh, maybe share with Danielle to talk through them or or whatever. Thing Steve Wood said was uh, his two minute tech talk was about. Um, About free training for teachers. And I know that bulbs actually supplies quite a lot of webinars and and training sessions on various features of of the platform. Um, That's true, isn't it?
5: It is. Absolutely. And we also customize the training to the setting itself. So if a school were adopting Bulb or indeed a teacher were adopting Bulb, you'd just get in touch with us and myself or one of my colleagues would arrange a CPD training at a time that works for the teacher and we would work, sorry, walk through the platform and make sure that you are getting the most out of the digital portfolio. But also that it's integrating into your classroom as easily as possible and without adding to your teacher workload or your um, kind of that burden that some people feel when adopting something new
2: that's fantastic kiana and um i have um a few questions i think that have suddenly gone missing in in the chat oh, so I have do you Danny, have them
5: i have danny's question okay, here in perfect. front of me
2: Could so. you answer danny's yeah, uh, Danny. question first and uh
5: Of course. So Danielle has asked, could you share some examples of how schools use Bulb for formative assessment? Absolutely. Um, Schools will use Bulb in many, many different ways. They would encourage students to record their learning in a way that suits them. So maybe they want to upload a video of themselves talking about the learning or an audio of themselves. They can encourage students to use pictures to um, take Oh, gosh, things that aren't yet digital, such as drawings or doodles that they have done and make them into digital assets and upload them onto a page. Or, and this is our most common way, they can embed some of those apps that are used for formative assessment, such as Quizlet or Prezi, and ThingLink or Mentimeter. All of those can be really good ways that students can demonstrate their learning and also keep a record of that moment in time and how they achieved within, say, that Quizlet quiz, for example. Kahoot um, is another really popular um, ed tech kind of app that embeds within into our pages and helps support formative assessment. But I think because Bulb can be personalized so much to the style of the learner, the opportunities are truly endless with how it can support formative assessment. I don't know if any of you remembered the original Kinder Bueno advert where they said that Kinder Bueno can be anything you want it to be. Bulb really can. So however you want students to demonstrate what they know or interact with formative assessment activities, Bulb can support that. I hope that answers your question, Danielle
2: i'm sure it, I'm sure it does care um, and Danielle has another question actually which I can see this time. Can parents get a window into the progress?
5: They absolutely can. Our parental accounts, which are free accounts for the parents, mean that parents link straight up to the student themselves. They can only see the content within their student's portfolio, and they can comment on it, they can view it, they can also continue that conversation at home. So earlier I spoke about how my child has learnt nothing, apparently, in two years of school. If I had a window into her learning via a digital portfolio, not only would I know that that's not true, which I know anyway, but I would be able to have a look at what she's doing and support it and talk about it and also identify areas outside of the classroom where that learning is relevant. Parents also um, can log into their students account and upload information as if they were them. So some of our kindergarten students have their parents, once a term, upload a bit of reflection. So what if they loved that term? What is their favorite character on TV, for example? What little habit have they developed? And it's such a cute way for parents to give their children an insight to who they were when they were three, four, five, six years old. Bulb wants you to be able to interact with learning and that is from a teacher to a student, from student to peer, and also from parent to child as well.
2: Wonderful, Kieran. I think uh, Daniel is very happy with the answer. I was very happy with the answer.
5: Oh, sorry, can I just add one more of thing? God. I'm so sorry. And we're seeing a huge increase in student-led conferences also where schools are um, arranging a time where students can show their portfolios and showcase it to their parents and their carers that is wonderful. Parents are so impressed and blown away with how digitally literate their children are, but also how creative they can be as well, and how they can express their learning in such a wide range that is more than just pen to paper.
2: Thank you, Chiara.
5: Thank you, Chiara.
2: Getting a bit of a bit echo, of- I think, at the moment, but... Uh... That was really good. I don't know if there are any other questions in the chat because I've I've lost the chat for some reason. Can you see any more, Kiara?
5: Not that I can see. No, I think that's it. There, Graham. Okay,
2: so I think we've just gone past the hour, and uh, it's probably a good moment to finish. Unless, Kiara, if there's anything you think that we haven't yet mentioned about BULB, there's so much that BULB can do, I think there's so much more you could talk about, but if there's anything you think it's really important for teachers to know about before we finish up.
5: I think the most important thing is that if you are in any way interested in learning how a digital portfolio could work for you personally or professionally or for your students, just reach out to us. That's what we're here for, and we can continue that conversation and work on it together to see where will a portfolio work, how will it work, and also talk about what it is that you need from a portfolio. Reach out to us. You can find us at BulbApp.com, that's B-U-L-B-A-P-P dot or at Twitter at BulbAppGlobal. Raymond, thank you so much for your time this morning. I've really enjoyed talking with you.
2: Thank you, Ciara. I've really uh, enjoyed talking to you as well. Thank you for your time and for sharing your expertise with BULB with us. And uh, uh, it's been really enjoyable. Thanks. And thank you to everybody who's listened in today. And remember, there are Teachers Talk radio shows all week. And the next show will be with Pisayo Adewale at 8pm British summertime Time. Join me next week at the same time, and bye for now.
0: You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.